I don't like, mind getting punched in the face. This is the yeah, I mind that. This is Tall Can Audio. What's happening, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Matt Robinson with you, as always, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. We're on social media at Tall Can Audio. Hope you'll uh, follow along there and, and interact. Let us know what you think of, uh, of what we got going on here. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod wherever you're Look, you've all heard me do this a thousand times. Just subscribe, like things, retweet things, whatever you got going on, we'd appreciate it. Uh, sitting here today across the table from a guy, I, I think it was around this time last year. I could be off by a little bit. Uh, yeah, he'll correct me if he remembers. Yeah, it's uh, Joshua O'Connor's back. What's happening, man? Oh, dude. Just just loving life, man. How yeah. are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, the last time we had you in here, you... You seemed a little stressed. You were in the middle of some <laughs> things. You were going home to do, and we did like an evening. Rec- I think you were here around four, four thirty. Yeah, and then you were going home to do like six more hours of of editing and, yeah. and putting together that season of Behind the R. I think is what you were. Yeah, because we it was in between episode one and two. I want to say or two and three. One and two, I think. Yeah, is, is right. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, yeah. So that was an interesting month. Yeah, um, yeah. We uh, it took you about a year to rest up enough yeah. from it to come back it was it was a scotch under 500 hours in six weeks oh my is what God. that show took to to knock out okay um, but we did it yeah and, and it was awesome thank you yeah i hope people thought it was awesome i really enjoyed it and so we're going to talk in a little bit about uh what behind the scenes stuff you might be putting together for us this year yeah. and, and what might be going on but we start with the beers and, yes. and again last time you were here it was all about mainlining energy drinks to keep you going, but uh, we're going to have a pint or two this time. So uh, what do you brought to the table there, man? So uh, I popped into my Mm. local LCBO and I saw, I'm a big Nickelbrook guy, nice, big IPA guy, Okay. um, and I saw this uh, Winter Wizard Magical IPA. Magical? I I know, right? (laughs) It's got dope art on it and I'm a sucker for dope art. So I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. And as a a backup, in case this is terrible, no offense, (laughs) Nickelbrook. (laughs) Um, Gotta come prepared. Yeah, I brought a Dominion City Sunsplit, which is my favorite that is yeah, beer. that is like the Ottawa like fail safe. Yeah, it's right? so like, good. It's it's going to be great. Yes, in any moment or in any season. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I like Nickelbrook as well, but this one I've got uh, is from uh, Stray Dog. Oh, I know it's. Uh, I put in an order from them a week or two ago, maybe a little longer than that, and I've sort of been trying to sprinkle them in here to uh, to a couple of episodes. Uh, and this is their Oak Cream IPA. Ooh. I don't even know what that means. I was going to say it sounds fancy. Honestly, though. I'm intrigued. I don't know what it means, though. So I'm, I'm looking forward to checking this out, man. Let's see what we got going on All here. right. So that one that you've got there, mm-hmm. have you ever had it before? Never. No? And first impression? It's not bad. Yeah? It might be a problem. Hmm. That's always the problem. How about it's like, you? This how's is your, really good. How's your oak oh, cream? Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I still don't really understand the oak cream label on it. It tastes like an IPA and a very good IPA. Excellent. But I'm not certain what the oak cream part meant. Um, it, maybe it, it's a metaphor. <laughs> maybe the oak cream is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know, but it's a good IPA. Hell yeah. So, uh, so that's what uh, I'll, I'll take away. And maybe it'll come to me. You know, sometimes the first poll's got, you know, a little more of something up yeah, top and it kind of trails yeah. off a little bit or comes in later on. So we'll see. Uh, it's a nice beer, though. Uh, 
Stray Dog doesn't do much wrong, like most of what they produce. No, any, anytime I've had a stra- Stray Dog product, yes. I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. And the, the Nickelbrook, not far off. They do a mm-hmm. stout. I think it's called the, is it the Crooked Nose Stout that they do? Oh, I don't it's, know. That's a nice beer, too. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorites uh, that I'm crediting Nickelbrook with. And I'm like, I'm like 65% sure that I'm right on this. So <laughs> I like uh, I like the Wicked Awesome IPA. Yes. That's usually my go-to. Or the Headstock, okay. also very good. Yeah. Yeah. They make uh, a lot of good. And honestly, in this city, man, we're pretty lucky with oh, the craft man. brewing right? options here. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. So wouldn't change anything. No. Um, so look, there's a bunch of different places I'm going to take you here, but mm-hmm. I, I, I pumped the brakes on you. <laughs> you did. Before we fired up the microphones, cause you were talking about really interesting stuff. And I was like, no, this has to go on the show. <laughs> this, I, the, so you and I were talking about, uh, some music that we're into. I was listening to some rancid when you arrived and yeah. I know you're a, a, a punk rock guy. I'm sort of a pop punk poser guy back in my day. And, <laughs> and that's sort of where I lived. Um, so, uh, yeah, we were listening to that uh, An Outcome the Wolves album yes. by Ransom, which is fucking Phenomenal. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you were saying that you've you've shot against me. Yes. A bunch of times. Several times. Yeah. Yes. How does that opportunity present itself, man? Uh, great question. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you. So I, I started in photography. Yeah. So we're talking 2000 and like four, 2005. Right. Um, I, I was a photographer. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... I would just uh, email promoters, and if you know any promoters, not like Sean Scallon has probably seen my email pop up like six hundred fifty thousand <laughs> times, um, asking if I could just come shoot the show for free. And this is like kind of early days of digital photography, right? Well, early-ish days, I suppose. Um, We've all got our and, Kodak or Sony kinda, digital cameras, <laughs> yeah, and like kind of pre-social media. Yes. Um, so you weren't, you know, vying with like eighteen other photographers right. who want to get in for their Instagram page, right? Um, anyway, yeah. So I, uh, I would just any show that came to Ottawa, I would email and be like, "Can I come shoot the show for free? You can have all the photos. I just want experience, whatever." Right. And uh, through those experiences, I one of the first bands I shot was against me. That's at awesome. uh, what would it have been then? Uh, it's I, I think it was New Capital, which then turned into the Live Lounge. Okay, but the big Live Lounge. Yeah. See, I don't arrive in Ottawa till like 2012, oh, so you no. might be predating okay. me a little so, bit. But our listeners are here, so, no doubt. So Capital, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, Capital used to be on Bank Street, almost oh. as part of what the Rideau Center is now. Oh, okay. And then it moved. And whatever its secondary location was, which I, I believe ended up being the live lounge, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> was where I shot them right. uh, for the first time. And then I shot them in Kingston at the Ale House, which was nice. the, the single best experience of uh, my life as a photographer. Really? I spent the almost the entire set on stage. Wow. Like stage right. I guess. No. Sorry. Stage left. Um, so right next to Laura, right, shooting the entire time, and I just spent the entire show on stage. I just stood there for sixty or ninety <laughs> minutes, however long it was. And Everybody in the crowds watching the band, and that guy. Oh, <laughs> it was uh, it, it was wild. So I I shot it, and it was like awesome. I got some really good photos, and I sent the photos to the band, and I got an email from her no thanking way. me for the photos and telling me how much she loved them. And then I was like. All right, I'm done. <laughs> this, is, quit. this is as good as I am. It's ever going to get. <laughs> I quit photography for years yeah. after that. Um, and then, yeah, I, not this past time they were in town. Uh, 
God, like 2017, 2018, whenever sure. they were here then around yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, I was hosting a, a guitar show um, mm -hmm. for uberproaudio.com and I had I was off and so I was like, hey, can we set up this interview? And I got to interview her and talk. No way! Oh, it, it was the the outtakes that are in the interview show. <laughs> like she gave me a back rub before no we started <laughs> going because I was so visibly nervous. She's like one of my heroes. Yeah, like hundred percent. Like I, I don't know. I'm sure you're the same. You can relate music to points in your life, mm -hmm. and there are certain bands you're like. You got me through so much shit in right. my life that right. like this music means so much to me. <laughs> They're that for me, and so we had hoodies on a team I was on way back in the day that that just said on the front, "Pints of Guinness make me strong." Yeah, like there are moments yes. in your life where like these bands are going to connect with you on a certain level. <laughs> well, there's, there's little things like I'll, I'll, you know, you're texting coworkers and stuff and they're like, all right, you know, have a good night. And it's like, oh, I'm going to give it 35% tonight. And like, no one will ever no, get that no. joke unless you're an against me fan. Right. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had the pleasure of, of shooting them several times, video and photo. And, and I was so, so, so lucky. Um, shout out Melanie at, uh, fat records, uh, for hooking nice. up that, uh, that interview. So, for I guess for the sake of our, uh, you know, we've we've continued to to build our audience here since you've been here, and we got a lot of new listeners. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I did typically my mediocre job. I gave it about thirty five percent in terms of introducing you. Excellent. But you are a yeah, you're a photo video guy, and you, and you do a lot of work for the Red Blacks, mm -hmm. and you have your own gig as well. So just as we're kind of venturing down this road, this is Joshua's gig. He he is. A, a visual arts guy, yes. if we can call it. So I try. Just as we circle back around to it, any <laughs> any other name like bands that we'd recognize? You had the chance to shoot doing this, like just calling up promoters, and be like, "I'll do it, I'll shoot it." Like, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. The I, I would say probably the next biggest mm -hmm. like in person interview would have been Ian DeSaw from Billy Talent. Okay, um, I've interviewed him three times, two or three times, if I remember correctly. So I, I'll tell you a story about seeing Billy Talent live Please. twice. Uh, saw them in 04. So they're a couple years into their yep. Try Honesty is the big yep. first one that burst them onto the scene. I see them at Warped 04 uh, at okay. Molson Park in Barrie. And they weren't very good. It wasn't a very good set, honestly. Really? I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, Just vocally? Yeah, and, and you know what? When That's you're playing very, outside very like that, time. right, like in those venues, it's hard like because mm -hmm. there's 13 bands playing on your stage too, so you don't always get keyed in exactly the 100%. way you want to. So I, I'm i not necessarily blaming, but I am sort of painting a picture of being like, this is not yet a fully formed to where they would get, right, right. band. And so in 2007, a group of us went down, and by that time, Billy Talent is headlining the Air Canada Centre. Yeah, it was like Billy Talent 2 time, right? Right. And that uh, that show at the time, uh, and I'm sure, you know, as a guy who follows the industry, mm -hmm. uh, I was a massive anti-flag fan. Oh, R.I.P. anti-flag. Yeah, less so now, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was it was uh, Billy Talent headlining, Rise Against, nice. second from the top, anti-flag, and opening things up was Monine. And I was like, oh. I was like, I'm going to this show. So right? good. And I remember assuming that when I got there, I was going to watch the first three bands, mm. and then I'll be at the beer truck waiting for the rest of you guys. When <laughs> like I don't give a shit about Billy Talent because I'd only seen them once, and it wasn't that good. Fair, totally fair. And so I stuck around for the first couple songs of Billy Talent. I'm like, this is not even the same band. Really? Like the the difference in three years. And again, Air Canada Center as the headliner, you're getting the 
treatment like you are it's it's been sound checked yeah um as opposed to being in a field outside (laughs) at warped so there's that element but also you could tell in three years the difference in their show right and how they had matured as performers and and tuned in their sound a little bit and i remember being happy to be there after like they came on they played two or three songs uh you know you don't see a lot of punk rock shows at the air canada center no it's normally several blocks away in a place that holds 350 people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. All right. But when he comes on, when Ben comes on after playing their first two or three songs and he goes, Toronto, you will never understand what this night means to us. We have played across this country in every shithole dive bar nightclub. And to stand here in our hometown in a sold out 20,000 seat building was never even on the radar, never a goal because it even, it felt unachievable, right? Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, I'm in. I'm sticking <laughs> around. I'm going to watch the rest of this set. This is going to be great. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, no, they're, they're awesome. It's funny because that, that reminds me of um, like City in Color. Yeah. Like I saw Dallas Green solo acoustic at Mavericks in <sighs> 2000 and... I want to say 2003. I think I was actually still in high school. Right. <laughs> and there was like 30 people there. Right. And he's headlining CTC. Yes. Like next month. Right. And it's like, what? It's wild. The, the the journey they go oh, on. And, dude. But that was the other thing you and I were talking about just before firing up is usually the bands you and I were there to see were opening acts. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So. Like I've, I've been really lucky. It's, uh, the last... Last time I got out to like a bunch of really good shows was uh, I was covering a festival in Montreal for that site. And it was like AFI, nice. uh, Anti-Flag, yeah. Rise Against, yeah, and someone else. And I'm not for the life of me going to remember who. Oh, well, on the main stage, it was like Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie okay. and I Prevail. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Neck Deep. That was the other band. Also very good. Okay. Anti-Flag. Man, I'm going to miss them. <laughs> they were really good. They were. They were really good. And they had me. And look, whatever. I don't want to drag down the other guys in the band, but that no, band no, no. is dead. Oh, 100%. And, and so we've only talked about this once or twice on the show. I used to talk about Anti-Flag all the time because, like I said, they're it, it's such a, it's such a weird dichotomy, but it was them and the hip that were my two favorite bands for the longest time. And you're just like, what kind of freak are you that that's your musical? I mean. But so over the summer, for people who don't follow anti-flag all that closely uh the lead singer justin has been accused of some awful things by many people uh yeah yeah. so that's done um but yeah that was often why i would go to i saw anti-flag open for green day and green day was really good but Mm. anti-flag was the reason i went right like and so yeah it was always i was going for the opening act at almost all of these concerts and i'm having to pay I don't even remember that. Uh, the Green Day one was up again at Molson Park. Uh, that was on the American Idiot tour. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I don't think it was terrible because it was. I think I paid fifty five bucks for the the ticket. That's not bad. No, but it was outrageous for an anti flag concert, right? Like if that's yeah. the reason you're going, like they're playing the night cl- back in Kitchener for twelve bucks tomorrow. Yeah. I could just go to that. One. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true. That's well. It's funny you say that because that was uh, against me when they played the Ale House in Kingston. We're on tour with the Foo Fighters, and a ticket to the Foo Fighters. I mean, like yeah. I'm a broke photographer. Right. <laughs> a ticket to the Foo Fighters was like 130 bucks or something like yes. that. And this is in the this is 2006, 2007, 
and it was 21 bucks and right. I got credentials for it. Right. So I was like, cool. There we go. <laughs> like, just, no problem. You, you're, as a huge fan, you're almost always paying four times what you would just because you want to see your band mm-hmm. open for these guys, but they would not charge you that on their own. Right? No, it's so tough. It's, but man, I have a hard time. I, I was talking to someone recently about this. Like concert ticket prices are so crazy <laughs> right now. It's I, I have a hard time separating like past shows I've gone to where I think of like I was actually saying this like man recently. Uh, I think if you added up all of the concert tickets I've bought to see Coheed and Cambria, one of my other favorite bands. <laughs> this is taking me way... They were at Warped 04 when I was there, man. <laughs> really? In 04? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I wish I was there. That would have been fucking amazing. It was the Vandals returned that week oh on that tour. That was a great set. The salads were a big deal. I don't know if you remember the salads. I, <laughs> man, I uh, worked with the drummer uh, from the salads who used to be the drummer. Or no, sorry, the manager for the salads. I apologize. <laughs> the manager who used to be the drummer for Goldfinger who lived in Toronto as a radio host. Goldfinger, awesome. Darren Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid American boy. Oh, Wayne Gretzky. Very sexy American, so American Canadian. Man, that was when music was good. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, like if you added up all my ticket, you prices, recognize that reference though, right? Don't leave me hanging. No, you, no, no. The Wayne Gretzky song, because most listeners are like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> We're gonna go down a lot of weird yeah, honestly, punk rabbit holes on this one. Just like a lot of inside jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, like I don't think it would equal a ticket to maybe even see City in Color, like a decent ticket to see City yeah. in Color now. Which nothing against band, like, hey, make your money. Yeah. Um, but it's like every time I've seen Coheed, it's like 20 bucks. Right. And then the bus trip up and back <laughs> from Montreal or train ride or whatever it is. Like, yeah. it's it's just crazy. That 04 warped, man. It was, yeah, it was the that Vandals. That sounds amazing. It was Newfound Glory was big at the time. Well, they I were... saw it TD Place in 2001. Nice. Okay. Oh, man. Um, Sorry, continue. No, I, I'm, I'm trying just getting to. getting excited. Yeah, no, I know. I'm trying to remember too <laughs> now what I was. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the Vandals, it was Billy Talent. There was a couple other. There was somebody else big that I was really into at the time who mm. now I'm forgetting. It might have been AFI or something. I, I can't even remember. But, uh, man, it was just – and it's just a it's just a field in Barrie. Like, That's awesome. We, uh, there's, like, multiple Greyhound buses normally. <laughs> the, there's, like, one Greyhound bus at 10 a.m. from Toronto to Barrie on a Saturday. But they add more if there's a demand. And there's just this, like, huge line at the f- Toronto bus station of kids in, like, punk rock t-shirts. Oh, for sure. And there's, like, four buses. It's like a convoy. <laughs> and three of the buses, they were, they did one normal bus. And, like, anybody else going to Warped, we're not even going to go to the Barry Station. We'll just take you all to Molson Park and nice. dump you there. So, nice. Um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, they, unfortunately, did not that for us on the way back uh oh. there are not as many buses kicking around barry <laughs> at 10 p.m or totally whatever fair. it was so uh look there's a lot of people probably wondering what they've stumbled into right now <laughs> listening to the, but, not planned conversation no but man get me going about music and i'm fucking super well dead. that's where we're gonna go next i i do want to tell the good listener we will talk some football yes. we'll talk some red blacks we'll talk about a bunch of things but one of the things you've been up to as we stay in the music industry is you were just out in california i was what the hell are you doing man uh yeah so uh a very i mean i i wouldn't even call him a friend like he's, he's basically family he's like an older brother to me but uh, uh a local blues musician mm-hmm. jw jones right uh easily i'm biased as shit but like one of the best guitar players in this country nice. hands down not even a fucking competition just saying um <laughs> Yeah, he hit me up and he was on tour and uh, we had always talked about doing a video in LA. He's got a new album out um, 
called I think it's called Everywhere Now. I'm so sorry if I got that wrong. <laughs> uh, and it's got a song called Raining in L.A. It's my favorite song on the record. Right. And he was like, ah, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we shot a video in L.A.? I was like, yeah, I, oh, I, know, I know someone who could do that. Yeah, well, like we talked about, it, but it's like the logistics yeah. for me, especially. I mean, you know, him too. Obviously, he's a touring musician, but like for me to just bail mid-season or whatever, close to the end of the season, it's always sketchy. Sure. And he's like, "Hey, I'm going to be in LA in November," and I was like, "Ooh!" And unfortunately, we were at a point in the season where I knew I would be free in November, <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? I can actually I swing known that. that since the first week of August." <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, but yeah, so he hit me up and he was like, yeah, like if you want to come out, uh, just, yeah, I'll fly you out and we'll spend a week together in LA. And it ended up being about, I want to say a day and a half to maybe two days of total filming in that week. Cause like I'm going to shows with him and we're traveling in between like we did, uh, like LA proper Oceanside, Costa Mesa, and then back up to LA. Okay. And then I stayed over, like, over how long? Uh, I think it was five days, Okay, yeah. five days I was there. And I took the first day and the last day for myself right. just to kind of yeah, take sure. it in. Yeah. Did uh, SoFi the first day and then just did like comedy nice. clubs right. and stuff like that on the yeah. last day. But uh, yeah, so we shot a music video like throughout Beverly Hills and through Venice Beach and everything like that. And it was awesome. So it's it's just you and him. Yeah, straight up. Just me, him, one camera, one lens, no nothing. And we just walked. And then... You come home, you put it all together, you edit it to into the song. Is that? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, what? I had a really like clear, concise idea of what I wanted it to be and how I wanted it to look like we had. Scouted. Do you know that before you go? Yeah. You already got that vision? Okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I had already scouted locations on where I wanted to shoot for what parts of the song. Right. And so I just like throw the little dude on Google Maps and go to like Street View. <laughs> and you're like, yep, yeah, here for this part, here for this part. And so I had done that, created a storyboard, and then we just kind of tried to line up the schedules and then hope for good weather, right? basically, which in California, not tough, which is awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it was basically, we knew we would have like the second last day I was there, we would have the entire day from like 8 a.m. until 9 p.m. to film. Right. And so... Yeah, we just mounted up and drove all over Los Angeles for an entire day. So for people who don't know, like it, the 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 OSEG gig is not your only gig. Like you do this stuff. Like you you, yeah. you have your own business. You you yep. you can be hired. At, how many music videos have you done? Like where does this so rank on, kind of? So I've done honestly the most of the music videos I've done for have been for JW Jones. Like I. Yeah. Uh, I think I've done all of his except for maybe two. Okay. Um, it's not necessarily something I do that much anymore. Um, just because the the time to do it right, like mm-hmm. the prep time and everything like that. Typically, people want to do things in the summer, if, especially if you're yeah. Ottawa based, and that's just not <laughs> like as as much as I have like a, a pretty good stable of clients. I would say. Yeah. Um, all of them are hyper aware from May 1st until usually November 1st. Yeah. I am completely unavailable. Right. And that doesn't change and won't change. And right. so, and that kind of falls out of the purview of most bands wanting to film. And I just don't have the uh, bandwidth to sure. do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I started when I was doing videos, you know, doing music videos for local bands. I did a music video for my own band back in the day. Nice. Like just whatever, yeah. whatever you can do. But uh I mean, I've done two for JW yep. last year. Um, one which has not been seen yet. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. All right. Um, and then, yeah, the Raining in LA one, which came out, I think, last month. It's dope. Yeah, no, and I took a look at it there. I had no idea you were gone, but 
you know, <laughs> in doing my research on any guest, right? Actually, yeah. I saw your, you tweeted about being out there or posted on Instagram. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Now. And I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Josh is in California, but it wasn't until later where you posted the, obviously you'd come home and you'd finished the, the yeah. video. And I was like, holy shit, right? Like, <laughs> and, and because I don't remember if it was in which post it was, you were just like, it was just me and him and a day and a half and yep. one camera. And I was like, that is not a one camera deal. Like that's not how that came together. But I don't know shit about how this stuff no, works. Remember, it came, came off together. really well, right? Like, okay. Yeah, it's it's just like yeah, it's a lot of planning. You can offset uh, additional bodies by sometimes, not in every case, but, right? Uh, just by a lot of planning, right? And and really tight scheduling. Uh, I'm curious, um, you know, again before we get to the football, and yeah. and that's what all this show is is Matt. And, you know, indulging in the things he's curious about. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, you've been posting online and, and sharing some things about uh, trying to get in a little bit better shape. Yeah. And the last time you were in here, you had said that you were into MMA. And so I sprung something on you about whatever card was coming up yes. in the UFC. And you were like, yeah, I haven't really watched it it's lately. True. But it does seem like you're slightly more back into it now, both as a fan and as a participant. Uh, yeah. So I kind of, I don't know what happened in the last <laughs> couple months. But I have slowly been dragged back into the world of MMA. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to be the douchebag because, like, for those who are listening who don't know. Um, but I'm usually that douchebag. It's fine. Like, So my first video client was an MMA fighter. Right. So I, I worked in MMA, regional MMA. So, like, Ottawa, Quebec, uh, well, all of Quebec, Montreal, like, the whole gamut, mm-hmm. Toronto, everything, uh, in MMA for 10 years. Right. So I've worked every regional show known to man in that time span when MMA was legal in Ontario, mm-hmm. or amateur MMA at least, um, and loved it, but then eventually got out of it because it became illegal, and then shows stopped happening, right. et cetera, et cetera. And so I went on to work with Elias Theodoru, may he rest in peace, mm-hmm. um, for several years, and then when, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to bring it down and be like when he passed i kind of just was like ah fuck mma like i don't it's not fun i don't like it just was whatever yeah that's fair um and so did my last local mma show and was like all right cool that's a wrap do you remember roughly when that would have been uh i want to say i want to say two years ago it took less than a year for me to be like i'm done and i I posted like a pseudo retirement post (laughs) being like it's been a ride i'm good i'm done and then like a year later Everybody hit me up and was like, hey, do you want to come out and cover this fight? And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. Right. And then, uh, yeah, so uh, one of my clients is the Ottawa Academy of Martial Arts. Yeah. And I've I've known their their owner and head coach for almost 20 years now. And we had just been talking about this program that he's putting on and basically just um, uh, taking people like me, exactly like me, which is why this program works for me. Um uh, who want to get in a better shape, want to kind of change their life for the better in that sense, and who are potentially interested in fighting. And so we're working on this marketing campaign and putting together all the assets and everything like that. And I was like, you know, not to be that guy, but like you could probably just use me <laughs> for this because like this sounds like something I would do and this right. fits into my life. And I have, I, I would say, one of the crazier schedules uh, of people out there. And so if it can work as for someone me, who's tried to have you on the show multiple yeah, times, I can attest to your schedule patience of a being saint. fairly inflexible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like, yeah, I mean, fuck even booking this episode. Oh right. like, uh, yeah. Sorry, man. When we started, when's this going to come out tomorrow morning? So, uh, tomorrow yeah, this morning? will be Tuesday morning. 
Okay, so all I'll say is like, if you go on Twitter and see all of the potential signings that are happening, it's like you understand how crazy my yes. Exactly. So I was a little worried this afternoon. I was like, man, am and I part of that's to- on me. Like, who reaches out to someone who works for the Red Blacks during the flirting period, the free agency period of this? No. That's a, there's a little bit of that that's on me, but you're just like, it's, it's one of those things. There's never going to be a perfect time, right? So it's just like, hey, I'm free that evening, so yep. let's do it. Let's um, do it. anyway, so I. You know, we talked, I pitched me doing the program, and uh, so yeah, I'm training with him every week now. Um, with, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to fight somebody. <laughs> so I would be fighting someone in June. Okay. And the reality of this is, I am not going to participate in a legit fight camp during our training camp. That is right. about, that okay. is about the, during Red Blacks That camp. is about yeah. the stupidest thing I right. could ever do. Because um, I, I would either be one foot out on one of them. And I have four children to, to so take care of. So that's the way this camp or this program you're in, it builds you up as a, yeah. an MMA fighter and then you're supposed to finish off with a fight. Yes, exactly. So there's okay. going to be a show in June. Um, it's going to be awesome. I'm super pumped. I just don't. Yeah, you're going to have to let me know about that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Um, we're working on the assets right now to announce it. It's okay. very exciting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that'll be in June. I realistically... There's about like a five percent chance I fight on that one, right? But the following one they do um, shouldn't conflict with any of my schedules, so there is a much higher likelihood that I would be fighting on that one. So this is like a—it's designed for people who want to get in shape but are enthusiastic about MMA. If you don't like, mind getting punched in the face, this is the. Yeah, I mind for you. that. I, I I do. I I mind getting punched. <laughs> it feels like that's something I wouldn't love. I remember talking to a buddy. I don't know, this is maybe 2013, 2014. We were both big UFC fans, mm-hmm. and neither one of us had any illusions that we were getting into the sport, but both felt like, hey, getting pretty fat, probably be cool to go and do something active, right? Right. And MMA was like, maybe we can find, and you can in Ottawa, a BJJ program, Absolutely. right? A little Brazilian jiu-jitsu. This is something I'm interested in, so maybe it would make me more likely to go do it a couple times a week than go run on a treadmill or yeah, yeah. whatever. And I never did it. Like, let's be real. I'm you still do. as go to fat Ottawa as I Academy of Martial Arts, <laughs> right. And go train. And so they build you up into into being a fighter, and then you have a fight, and someone's yeah. going to punch you in the face, and yeah. you're going to try and punch them in the face, correct? Uh, and then you're going to go home and put some ice on it, and and care. But like, this is all about as uh, as amateurs. It's yes. as much about getting in shape as it is about trying to become a fighter. A hundred percent. Yeah, I have absolutely no desire, and I mean, it's one of those things where. You also would have to find an opponent for me right. with the same record for it to be like sanctioned. Probably. Well, you and I right now are both zero and zero, right? Exactly. So, okay. But then you have to find someone. Same You're going to train. Class, and I'm not. So I don't want. Oh, the weight class thing's going to be an issue between you and I, <laughs> dude. So that's honestly. So full disclosure, if like we're being transparent, like that that was part of the conversation too. Is like I know how much weight I can lose. Yeah. Like if I'm working out right. full time. But it's still not enough that I would feel comfortable fighting someone at that weight. Right. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I'm going to be in what weight class? Right, like, right. Mm, can we give me There's some There's going to be some time? monsters in there. Yeah. <laughs> so that I can lose some more weight and get drop down. Get down and get out of that, yeah. Yeah, because I... Oh, it's my headphones. Um, so I wanted to do this in 20... God, what would that have been? I would have been turning 30. Okay. And I wanted to take an amateur fight before I turned 30. And I was training very hard. I was doing strength conditioning, Thai boxing, jiu-jitsu, the works, to train. And I would have fought at 125. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I would have crushed at right. 125. Right. Because I'm 5'8", and most people who are 125 are not 5'8". They are not. So I was like, no, this You're going to have to reach advantage for sure. So best case, best case <laughs> right now, if I starve myself, it would be fighting at 170. Right. Yeah, you missed your window there, man. I would get <laughs> destroyed. It's just a totally different body type up there, right? Uh, like, totally, totally. Yeah. And, and like no reach advantage, no. no height advantage, no nothing. So I'm not going to be stupid about it, nor would my coaches ever let me be stupid about it. Right. Um, but uh, even if I can get to where I want to go and where I, I even feel I have been going so far in this program, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I'm I'm about it. I'm okay yeah. with it. Like if if we can make it happen, like I'm kind of super down. Like I, I feel like I'm I can be in as good shape as I was when I was 29. Right. I can get there. It's gonna take so much longer. Yeah. Um. But once I get there, it's like, am I willing to fight someone? It's like, yeah, kind of. Okay. For sure. So yeah, we'll I, I wasn't. That was that was. A, and, and for people who normal, don't know, just right? Like for the for, record, yeah, hundred percent. And for people who aren't familiar with mixed martial arts, and especially those of you who actually know me personally, you were not going to do BJ. BJJ is not striking. No, and that's not the. I was I had no interest in going in and trying to trade punches with people. That was never going to be my. It's it's submissions. It's chokes. You kind of roll, right? It's it's more like olympic style wrestling yeah. than it is boxing or great kickboxing. workout yeah and that was sort of the thought i'm intrigued by this when i watch the ufc i'm intrigued by it and uh, the jujitsu part of it and so this might be fun it would get me off the couch i can go and learn that and no one's going to break my nose while i'm there so <laughs> i ah! might get well <laughs> broken nose yeah maybe you can, you maybe can heads right that yeah no happen. for sure but we're not going to stand there and trade kicks to the temple. No. It's not, because that's just not going to be me. No. Especially since my, at best, I'm kicking someone in the hip. I'm not kicking anyone in the temple. <laughs> Dude, at you this point. I've been practicing my kicks. Right. It's not impressive. And unfortunately, it's all on camera. Um, yeah. No, you should honestly, dude, jujitsu is the best. Yeah. Like, I, if you do like gi jujitsu, I, I do, if I ever, when I did jujitsu, I want to be abundantly clear. I am not actively training jujitsu. Right. Um, I like no gi because my fingers will get really easily messed up okay. and I'm a guitar nerd. And right. So okay. I don't yeah. want to get stuff caught in a kimono. Um, but you got, man, you got too many things going on to try and dude, do this, man. Dude, <laughs> I, I can, just a little quick cyber. I slipped on the ice like an asshole like three <laughs> weeks ago and landed on my hand yeah. and like my left hand. So not even what I thought was important. Right. And it has just hindered so many aspects of my life. I'm just like, man, I just need to be safe. So I'm, Choosing to fight people to be more safe. That's the way my brain works. As I'm saying this, I'm like, I think I need therapy maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I just saw a highlight. You might remember this. I I know you're obviously a big Ottawa sports guy. I don't know. Yeah, you're a yeah. Sens guy? Uh, yeah. So, okay. The, there was just a, a reference I saw on Twitter. And one of their players, it was just like the anniversary of this quote. So okay. the quote was like two years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Whatever, and someone had really, really, really hurt their shoulder. And they're doing a press conference. What was the hardest part of it, battling back? And he kind of goes, well, this and that. And then he's kind of quiet. He's like, off the record, couldn't wipe my ass. <laughs> I had to learn to do that with the other arm. And it's like, yeah, hadn't thought of that. That's an issue. <laughs> Who said that? I can't remember. Oh, I, I will find it. I'll look it up and send it That's to you because it's a great funny. quote, man. That's so. too funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, try not to die. That's the goal for 2024. Yeah. Just try not to die. I have four kids. I want to get stupid healthy. But I like the idea that it does end with a 
with a fight. Like, that's the way it should. We're building everybody up here. And I think it's very, I think it can sound. It would force you to take it seriously. Well, I'm, I'm going to get though, killed out here it, if I don't. It forces you to take it seriously, but also, like, depending on the type of personality you are, it gives you a goal, like mm-hmm. a concrete, tangible goal. Right. Like, on June 10, exactly. I better be ready to do this. Because, like, it's it's tough. And, I mean, as someone who's tried to get into shape a million times or tried to diet a million times, yeah. it's tough to just start and be like, I don't know when this is going to end, and I don't know when I'm going to reach my goals, and yeah. we'll see what happens, and you're just staring at a number on the scale yeah, and hoping it changes. Yeah it's, yeah, it's open-ended, and it can be super demotivating at times. Right. But when you're doing something that you can show constant progress and you have a wonderful group of people at the Ottawa Academy of Martial Arts there around you, you yeah. um, like I, I'm a very insecure person and I don't like sucking at things. <laughs> and I was very clear about this when I started this program. It's like, I will get very frustrated if I'm not immediately good at this. Right. And uh, I'm getting my ass kicked <laughs> and I'm having so much fun and I'm looking forward to every training session. So it's like, so you you have this crazy schedule and they're training you. Like how often are you in? There? I got a I got a text last night. So I have to I work out at home mm-hmm. and then I have private sessions right. uh, with my coach every week. And like I, like I said earlier, like my uh, my coach uh, Hammer Hashe, uh, Matt Hashe, right. uh, he's known me for twenty years, mm-hmm. and so he's like texting me, being like. So when are we training this week? <laughs> and it's like, ah, uh, you know, free agency and we're player signings. I got to film all these. Like, so when are we training? Yeah, he doesn't this week? care about that. He's he dead does in there. not yeah. care. And it's like, I can try Tuesday, but like, I have so many things to edit that I have to put together. And he's like, what time what on time? Tuesday? Yeah, and it's yep. like, how's nine a.m.? Perfect. I'll see you at nine a.m. And it's like. Yeah, like I, I need that person to hold me accountable to be like, yeah, man, like get your ass in here. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before, but there's been enough jokes about it. I'm an overweight guy. I have been for most of my life. But I remember one of the years when I went to uh, one of the years I was in college, I got a personal trainer through their fitness program. They have to do a certain number of hours of training people and, and yep. whatever. And so it was free, free training. Excellent. Uh, and I, to this, like that year alone, just through the calendar year that I was in college, dropped 30, 35 pounds. Jesus Christ. And it was all because it had nothing to do with me being motivated to be more fit. Mm. It was that I'm not an asshole. And we had an appointment to meet mm. at four o'clock on Tuesday. And I don't want to just go home and or text him at the last minute yeah. and be like, no, oh, I'll just go. Like, so half, yeah. half of it was being dragged kicking kicking and screaming into losing weight but it was just like oh he's waiting for me i better show up and and that was all of some accountability to it right like it's a big thing this guy is gonna know if i don't go it's a testament to your character too i guess but i would say so it's not much of a testament there are a lot of assholes who wouldn't give a fuck right i guess like yeah (laughs) but that was it it was just we have an appointment so i guess i'll go lose weight like <laughs> no for sure i i get that because like i'm i'm not gonna be late tomorrow right i'm gonna be there on time with a smile on my face like because i respect the person i'm working with and i until I somebody punches it oh man it's less smiling i haven't got punched in the face yet no okay that's that phase two yeah knock face yeah that is phase two yeah okay there phase- i watched your video man i, I appreciate you, yeah, that yeah you, you had i it up appreciate on your- that that actually means a lot to me i appreciate that <laughs> i thought that was cool we'll uh we'll share the link to all joshua's uh socials there on that but he he's on his instagram page is as we sit here right now his most recent post is all about this journey he's going on and the, the program he's working through so i'm super excited honestly yeah. i think it's uh it's long overdue for me okay for sure uh let's take a little bit of a break here because um i've cut 
an unfortunate pace and I need another beer. Yes, let's go. <laughs> Uh, let's jump back in here, yes. and, and we can talk some football. We can talk about uh, some other stuff you got going on. But uh, yeah, it it the conversation. I, this is the part that I will do for the audience. The first half was for Matt, <laughs> an audience of one here on the podcast. Uh, you cracked open a second one there. That was the sun split, I believe yeah. you said. Yeah, so good. I'm gonna roll here uh, because it is it's it's a Monday night, so I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit. This is from the Bob K, uh, the Old Dog Brewing Company in Bob Cajun not far from the family cottage. And so I always grab a couple cause I, I, I tend to spend a lot of time there over the summer. Right on. And, uh, and so I grab some of my favorites to bring back up here and you just keep them tucked away for just that moment. And, and so this is their, all of their, the old dog, all of their beers are dog themed, right? So it. this is the Chihuahua, their Mexican light lager. I have a Chihuahua. Uh, oh, do you? I have a, I have a Chihuahua Corgi mix. Does he think he's bigger and tougher than he is? She, she is. She yeah. uh, is a complete psychopath <laughs> and I love her to death. <laughs> it's always the little dogs that are got to oh, play yeah. tough, right? They got to be a little extra. Yeah. Barks at like anything that sounds scary. She's like, she's protector of the house. What? 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 Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. I love her to death. She's the best. Okay. I like that. Um, look, there's a few different places we could start, but I, wa- I want to yeah. take you back in time just a little bit, oh, just shit. to the end of, I hope you can remember November 3rd, I believe is when this video dropped and it was your, your Twitter slash X, uh, a video kind of wrapping up the season. And just oh my state of the union yeah your status it and actually my favorite part of it came at the very end the CFL often has a hashtag yeah see you in June see uh, motherfuckers in June yeah see you motherfuckers in June yeah. was, uh, was the better one I still think. waiting for my call CFL they don't appear to be running with it no. yet but we'll see if it catches no. on but I want to ask you about what goes into the decision to do it because you were sort of speaking to your fellow content creators you're yes. speaking to Red Blacks fans. You're just sort of, here's the year I had. Here's how I sort of thought it went. And you took the time in that video, maybe more time than you took, uh, like the the majority of it was to shout out other content creators around the CFL. Yeah. And I'm curious what your motivation in that moment is because, yeah, it's easy for you to do a video. You know, I wish the Red Black season had gone better. We all did. You know, thanks for the support. Thanks for watching what we do. But you went out of your way to... To not just say support all CFL content, but you were naming them in yeah. each market. Here's yeah. people that I hope you'll check out and 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 you know really invest in in the good work that they're doing. What's the motivation there for you? Oh, that's a great fucking question. <laughs> um, do you want me to give an honest answer? I well, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I prefer it. No, nah, I'm gonna lie to you. Okay, uh, no, so <laughs> I. I'd like to consider myself a positive person. Right. And I think this this past season, I was, uh, for the most part, overwhelmingly negative. Okay. Uh, at least I felt negative. I don't know if I was outwardly negative. I hope not. Right. Um, I'm a but, negative person, so you're going to find no support here in terms of... <laughs> I, I really... Honestly, it, I... I don't know. It, it's so douchey and entitled to be like here's a video of myself and my thoughts 
and like because we all do I, it. I just, that's the social I know, media but age. I don't I don't want to be that person. I'm certainly <laughs> not that type of like. <laughs> this is episode 1253 <laughs> of my douchey. Here's my thoughts. No, but you're, you're talking to people. You're talking to people. This is just me like exposing my feelings, and it's like who? Can, what do my feelings matter to other people? And so I just found myself needing an outlet to express my feelings about the season. Right. And when I was so thinking, it wasn't good. No, and for people who were inside that loop, that had to be tough. It has to be taxing. Yes. Yeah. And I, I would I wouldn't speak for anyone else, but I would say I'll I'll say this. Coffee um, came in and used that word specifically. He goes, it was taxing. taxing. Yeah, no, that's that's a, a really good term to use. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say speaking strictly for myself, last year was not a great year. Uh it was, you know, close to the lowest of lows i would say at times um but where we stand now and and we i, I won't jump around right so, so bear with me but like where we stand now is the most excited i've been for a season and the happiest i've been going into a season so you know for for what it's mm-hmm. worth as shitty as the season was when it ended yeah so much has changed in that period of time that like kind of negates all that but to answer your question, uh, at the end of the season, I kept finding myself wanting to like come up with some, you know, thing that said how I felt and speak to the season and all this shit. And I just it kept being negative. And I, I was just you say like, in your video, this is like my fifteenth because I, I yeah. going to write it first and then yep. decided yeah no, I'm I just going to talk bullet I'm just points talk to you. and and I was going to like touch on very specific things. And I was just like, you know what, like what's What's the positive to focus on Mm -hmm. out of this year that doesn't have to necessarily do with the Red Blacks? And it really was the fact that I think this past season was the best season for content creation in the league. And I think this past season was the best year to get in on the CFL. I think that's when teams started doing a lot of things right. That's when the right people were in the right positions and they were putting out the right content. Right is subjective, but like I, I think a lot of teams are just hitting their stride and I thought no one and maybe there are people so you know I'm not talking (laughs) shit but like no one had really just laid out who those people are in one shot being like hey this person in this city this person in this city this person in this city and I've I've had the the wonderful pleasure of meeting these people and working with these people and they deserve recognition and some of them get it from local markets but it's like I think it's important for like I don't know, people in Ottawa to know that like, hey, Nick Kowalski in BC is a fucking savage. Right, and, like Liam right. out there with him is amazing behind a camera. And like you should follow him because he's doing stuff like in a dome. He's shooting from above, like getting these crazy angles like we're seeing like the Falcons getting. And it's like, well, no one else can do that in the league but him. So follow him and watch him get these shots. Like right. it's just so important to especially for such a small league and a league that doesn't have like billions upon billions of billions of dollars like we have to support each other we have to get a point where it's like take your feelings out of it and just like hey like there are a lot of good people just trying to do the same thing we're trying to do in our market and you know three three weeks three weeks after i record that (laughs) there are only going to be two teams left yeah and then there are going to be four other teams who are in the same position i'm at and some of them may not work full-time for the teams Mm -hmm. And may be going to freelancing. It's like, fuck, go go hire them. Like, right. hey, if you're in Sask or you're in Edmonton, like hit up Lemon Spread. Go find go find Brent and hire him because he's a super talented videographer. And it's like, 
he could help you with whatever. Like, it, it just, I wanted to do something positive. It's so fucking easy to be negative. I said sure that. Sure is. Fun, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's I, just, I know. It's, it's the easy way out. Well, so let me ask you something that's going to make you uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, what you created, and we talked about it the last time you were in, with the Behind the R yeah. series, was punching so far above its weight in terms of, you know, the fact that it's it's one guy putting it together. Now, it's costing him his hair, like, that it's falling out while he's putting it together and, mm-hmm. and this and that. But it is quality like Hard Knocks. It's quality like the early days of Road to the Winter Classic, which was one I loved on HBO, oh, so right? Good. Like, all of these things are tremendous. And it's you who's going and pre-scouting locations to put cameras and and who should we mic up for these moments. And then you get hours and hours and hours of each game and you know I gotta boil it down to like 12 minutes from that game is what's gonna make it into the show yeah um the the praise that I was seeing for what you had created mm-hmm. on that show was incredible and was deserved man thank you but are you you know as, as you're sharing that around and, and we did see not to the same level but we did start to see other teams create a little more behind the scenes content yep. did you feel in that moment like you had created something that was catching on. Like, are you able to, I know you're a humble guy, but are you able to kind of look and go, man, I was a big part of that. Like, I, I'm glad that what I did here is catching on. Thank you. First off, <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> as I said, this might make you a little uncomfortable, yeah, but I, I mean, all, all also. You have to know, you have to realize people loved that. What yeah, which is dope. And yeah. like and, and to be abundantly clear, I am uh behind the R as a whole, like that second season, technically our second season was, yeah. was that. Um is something that's probably the most proud of anything I've been. I actually went and rewatched it not even that long ago, just before the holidays. Yeah. I, I went and rewatched it just because I was like, did this suck? And people were just like fucking with me um <laughs> honestly I'm not, i wish i was kidding i'm not and i rewatched it i was like you know what like this didn't uh, yeah, suck I, I see things that like i would change sure. but overall the things were so minuscule and so out of like yeah it would have been nice to have a sound guy here or right not be like you, you as know, a professional that would yeah, yeah, yeah nick at you a little bit but everybody else wouldn't notice like yeah, the overwhelming I audience mean, maybe I, I think other content creators uh, or, or video producers would would but definitely that's not pick your up audience no and that's fair that's totally fair yeah. um but i, I i'm vi- i'm incredibly incredibly proud of what i was able to do and i think the the bittersweet thing is like i don't think i'll ever be able to do that again for a myriad of reasons, but I I just think that's as good as it's gonna get for for us. Right. Super. Just referring to us, not <laughs> saying no team's gonna do something better. Sure. Than us. Um. But I I think the closest I could come to that is I think all I did as it affects other teams is show that it's possible, and and maybe and that's all I'm really willing to mentally accept is that if the Ottawa Red Blacks who only won four games that season yeah. were able to produce this show right. with basically, you know, less than a handful of people. The Toronto Argonauts, who are a billion dollar organization, yeah. should be able to do something. Still haven't. Um <laughs> but the BC Lions have. Yeah. 
And so that's It looked cool. like the Bombers started to put some segments together, maybe not full I'm shows. Still, man, yeah. I'm not going to out anyone. I think the Bombers have something. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I heard the Owls thing just came out. Okay. Um, And the Owls, so I, I think it's like out there now because we tweeted. About, I, I was an asshole and I tweeted about it. <laughs> they got a little chirpy on Twitter and I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, But like the Owls reached out to me directly to be like, hey, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. Like we want to do exactly what you did. Yeah. Can you please lay this out for us? Right. Because this Could is what we want to do. Could you please come to yeah. it? <laughs> so like in, in those, in that regard, uh, it's kind of weird. You got to feel that recognition though. I... <sighs> a team has literally come to you and said, we want to copy and paste yeah, your but, idea. Okay, but uh, being super honest, like I just, I just did hard knocks. I yeah. just, I just did the shows I've watched a gajillion but times. The CFL, it's a whole other beast. It's a different animal. Like we do it things is, differently here. It's we, a different we scale. Do, but I think a lot of it too is based on like, I was having this conversation with um, our, our social media uh, manager, Haley Davis, mm. who's awesome. Yeah. Um, And I, I was talking to her. I, I was like the, what makes us different, I think, really has to do with so many things that are outside of me or her or, you know, that core marketing team is the buy-in we have from Berkey, the buy-in we have from the players, the buy-in we have from the execs who let me put cameras in their booths yeah. and mic up players and last year, not or not last year, not last year, in 2022, <laughs> if anyone from the CFL is listening, didn't mic anyone up last year. Right. Um but like the access Is that, that a thing? They didn't like that? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. That's, a, that's an Can, off camera conversation. We, we can't talk about that. <laughs> can't okay. talk about okay. that. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, uh, it, none of it would work the way it does and be as, dare I say, captivating um, <laughs> as it is, uh, honestly, though, uh, because of all the buying we have from those departments. Like one doesn't happen without the other. I could be the best fucking producer on earth, but if. They don't let me in the locker room or the players don't trust me or Berkey doesn't let me put cameras in the booths or doesn't let me sit in on free agency meetings. Like none of this happens. It doesn't matter how good I am. Like, so as it applies to other teams, like it can only be as good as their access and as the trust that they have. And I can't speak to how that is in other teams. And I think you're seeing, you know, BC's got their monthly show that's coming out Mm -hmm. arrow up. And that seems to be doing fairly well. Um, you alluded to Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg has some content. I don't want to speak for Rianne and her team, but sure. I think, and Dave, like, I, I think they have some stuff in the chamber and I know Sask has It some felt stuff. like last year even, like I'm not trying to undercut them or mm-hmm. what might be coming, but it felt like last year they were feeling it out a little, right? Like there weren't full episodes, but there was, they were taking you into some moments that maybe they hadn't before. Sort of the way I yeah, read that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and I think um, it, it's also very hard and, and you know, Last year, sorry, not, I keep saying last year thinking it's 22. I'm not used to, I'm not acclimatized to 24 yet. No. Um, In 22, you saw teams uh, like BC experiment with doing in-season stuff. And I think Edmonton tried as well. Yeah. And that's, you know, being fully transparent, we're all, like, you can have four people on a team. That's still not a lot for what we're asked to do. Like I'm a one person video team, yeah. like, and that's a lot. Like I could never do in season content. The fact that BC was able to is phenomenal. The fact that Edmonton did it with. What two do you people. mean by that when you say in season content? Well, because you, you, you had, have in season content. You have lots. No, of- no, no. But like they were putting out um, like five minute plus videos every week, right? Okay. Showing everything. It's like whereas behind the R was 
collected throughout the season and we'll yeah. release it later and put it together. Yeah, and yeah. so that was like a constant, like we were writing the show right. the entire year. And then by the time the season ended, we had a week to kind of assemble what our storylines would be. Right. Um, but what BC was trying to do in season every week, putting out videos, it's like, I could never do that. I just don't have the bandwidth to do that. Between everything I'm responsible for, it's like, I can't imagine being like, oh, by the way, also <laughs> by put Friday, this out every week. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> like, that's, that's not going to happen. So I, I think uh, seeing more teams move to the off season, which shout out Kenzie Scott, who's currently on uh, maternity leave, mm-hmm. my, my boss, uh, that was her whole thing. When we launched Behind the Hour, I was vehemently against doing it uh, I remember you saying that when yeah. you were here. I thought it, I thought it was the worst fucking idea ever. And her whole thing was she's like, we'll own the offseason. Yeah. In the entire CFL, we will own the fucking offseason. And she was 100% right. Mm-hmm. And now all teams do is yep. in the offseason. Yep. It's like, oh, yeah, you're very smart. And that's why you are I went boss. back <laughs> and I, I, I went back and I watched not too long ago. Uh, there was an Amazon Prime series. I forget what the hell it was. About. All or Nothing. All or Nothing. Fantastic series. Yeah, it was awesome. And I'm a Leaf guy. And so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they did the 2021 pandemic you know, bubble season, whatever. like the Leaf series. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. And this is what I'm bringing up. I also, I didn't love the ending of the Leaf series. I wish they'd have written that better, to be honest with you. It was, (laughs) honestly, and I'm sure I'm talking. I think we should have beat Montreal. (laughs) I blame Amazon for not writing that better. Um, I'm talking mad shit. uh, I think it was just because of COVID and the restrictions. But like. That's probably a part of it. But I, I remember looking at that and going, just as a Leaf guy. Yeah. I loved getting inside some of these moments. Yeah. But I remember looking at it going, if I didn't care about the Leafs, mm-hmm. would this have captivated me? And I'm not sure. Yeah. So I went and I watched. There was another one I think on Tottenham. Uh, oh, I, I know the one you're talking about. I haven't watched it yet. I know the one. And I, about. it was the exact same series, mm-hmm. exact same producer, but followed a soccer team. And I wanted to watch and see. Can you hook me into a story? Like if I, well, frankly, was sitting in England, mm-hmm. would I want to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs one? What Great. is this yep. just as a story? And I found myself watching that one. And again, it was different because it wasn't a pandemic bubble season, limited access. People masked up so you're not fully getting their reactions (laughs) and things like that that are storytelling devices, right, that matter. And I remember watching the the Tottenham one and going, yeah, I I still don't think come next season I will watch any more Tottenham games. But this was a great story, right? uh, And I... As a Leaf guy, I didn't feel like this was a great... Now, maybe it's because the Leafs flame out and they do that, right? Like, that's sort of their thing is yeah. to flame out in, in embarrassing fashion. Um, and so I don't know if it was just, like, my bias, but, like, as far as production values go, mm-hmm. as far as putting this together, man, I mentioned the Road to the Winter Classic HBO series. Remember? So mentioned good. Hard Knocks. Like, the, what you created at Behind the Arm, man, it's on that level. And I understand as somebody, and look, what you do and what I do are very different. You and I sit here and talk, and then I edit later. And I nitpick, because to me, it's got to be good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, before I release it. Um, whereas yours, is there's a whole video quality. There's a storytelling component. There's everything that goes into that. So I'm not trying to, to compare. Mm-hmm. But I understand your unwillingness to give yourself too much credit or to be watching it back and going like, Oh, I'd have done that differently or oh, yeah. this particular moment, if it was mic'd a little better or shot from a different angle, I kind of get that nitpicking for sure angle of it. But man, like that, that series took the league by storm. Like it was incredible. The buzz around it on not just here in town, like this, this was the first time anything like this has been done in the CFL. And I just, 
I, I know I sort of already asked you, but I, I just, I, I wonder as somebody, you know, as, as sort of humble as you are or as hard as yourself, as you're, like how much, uh, you know, can you give yourself credit and go, that was really cool. I'm glad I did that. I, I, I think that. Oh, I'm super, I, I, you know, and that's, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying this as an employee of the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment <laughs> Group. I'm saying this is Joshua O'Connor. Yeah. Born so-and-so. So and so year. We don't need to talk about when I was born. Um, no, uh, none of it would be possible without. There's got to be like Adrian Sierra and Kenzie Scott and. But the, you're doing it again. Sean, no, you're taking the spotlight off of no, what no, no, you no. did, and giving other people credit. No, but like, I'm watching it happen right in front of me right now. <laughs> but it literally would because it's always been, it's. Uh, how much can I say? How much can I say? <laughs> put it put it this way. Okay. I've always wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been allowed until that point. Right. And that's probably the nicest way to say it. Okay. And no one, like, you know, I had Mark Gowdy. I sat him down for, I can't remember what we were filming, but I ended up filming with him in the midst of the release of Behind the R. And so... For for anyone wondering, everyone in our executive team saw those episodes before they went live. Okay. Obviously, yeah. they would have to. Yes, yeah. there's things that on. they'll probably see that I wouldn't pick up on. Right. And the biggest notes I would get was like language stuff, because it could get pretty excessive it's at pretty times. Pretty blue, yeah. Pretty blue. And Athletes, I say eh? funny, yeah. right? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like Mark Gowdy pulling me aside and apologize, like a sincere apology. He was like, I'm sorry I keep sending you notes on pulling stuff. He's just like, it's just we want to, you know, make sure the brand's captured in the bright light. And I just, I feel bad every time I have to email you. I was like, Mark, I've worked on television shows where I would get three pages of notes <laughs> from everything you could possibly imagine. It's like, you send me one a one-line email being like, can you cut the motherfucker at 235 <laughs> in this episode? And it's like, yeah. Can you stop trying to sell the hashtag see you in June, yeah, motherfuckers? It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's not happening, Joshua. Like, yeah, yeah I, I can do that. That's not an issue. And yeah. like, but the, the buy-in across the board was so pivotal to its success. And then, then you know, I, I think that's a, an advantage we've had over teams. I don't want to shit talk other teams. No. I'm not going to shit talk other teams. But like the marketing rollout plan we had from like our BI team down to our marketing team on what is bi for those uh, business intelligence so um warren our our manager our vp of bi right like him and kenzie worked together to come up with a plan and like how we're going to roll the program and stuff like that and i think that's uh, it's it's a testament to how serious the organization was taking the show and Mm -hmm. how badly we wanted it to be successful and fall into the hands of the right people and it did and uh, again like all i did was just make it and like how it was successful. Oh, oh, besides, that's all. That's no, the only part like, you did was make it. <laughs> but like besides my super incessant tweeting I did <laughs> on the release date, which I'm, I'm low key. I'm more. I, I don't. I would take more credit for my super annoying, <laughs> like guerrilla marketing campaign right. I did on Twitter <laughs> more so than the series itself. I was very proud of myself. I think what was what was last year? So the Jerry Maguire. I think it was the Jerry Maguire meme I made yeah. behind the R. Yeah. I was like tweeting Trudeau. 
and like you, Ryan Reynolds. I forgot you were replying to like any celebrity with like, by the way, have you watched Behind the Literally any, anyone on the internet. Yeah. Um, that's my idea of how to market something <laughs> on social media. That's um, why much smarter people are in charge of that. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, honestly, like it, it means a lot to me, like a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Um, I just try and not think about it as much as I can because yeah. I, I also don't if we're being super uh, honest right. I, I don't want to think that that's the best thing I'm going to do that's fair and and right now like I was saying and I am being is serious is it currently? Uh, yeah, yeah for sure yeah. Uh, yeah no honestly yeah yeah it's not my favorite thing I've done okay it's the best thing I've done okay if that makes sense yeah sure because I just have personal things where of I'm course, like that yeah. was dope yeah um but right now, where we are right now, I know I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it this year. Well, so that's probably the next place to go. Sure. Because we've been talking about this in the past tense. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can tell the good listener is going to be getting a little, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it sounds like we're not getting another full season of Behind the R, but you are working on some things. What What's happening there? So we're not similar to last year. Like, so last year we didn't shoot behind the arc. Right. Um, and this upcoming season, I don't believe we're going to shoot behind the R. And there are a lot of reasons, um, none of which are negative, if I'm being totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, are you disappointed? I, no. no. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, it's, it's really tough. I'm going to get to sleep now and then. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's tough to explain. Like, I don't, I don't want to do a lesser version right. of that show. Right. And if the only way I would do it again is if it's better than the last one. And right now, there's just no way to do all of the things we want to have planned. Right. Because it's our 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And we have so much cool shit planned. Like, it's not even funny. It's like, the 10th anniversary, It isn't is it? the 10th anniversary. Man. It's so exciting. Yeah. And like I said earlier, like, this is the most excited and the happiest I've been going into a season. And none of it has to do with behind the hour. Like it's all stuff that we have planned for 10th anniversary that I think is going to blow fans. I'm still processing minds. the fact the team's been around for 10 years. It right? does not feel like that. It does not feel like it. Yeah. Um, so going into, you know, this year, not necessarily producing a, a full length behind the hour series. It's like, I, I would rather put us in a situation where over time, you know, whether it's 2025 or something like that, where we can do it in a way that's better than the last series, right. I would be more than happy to do it, as I'm sure the organization would be as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not something I'm going to push. Because there, there are a few key things that I won't uh, bring up on here sure. that have nothing to do with OSEG, just for the record. It's it's more uh, uh, <laughs> not OSEG. It's more... <laughs> <laughs> like it's not Oseg. It's very not it's, Oseg. It's, it's not Oseg. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's le- no, honestly, though, it's it's league stuff. Sure. It's uh, TV contract stuff. It's right. stuff I completely understand, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Um, that that we just prevent it from being a better show. Okay. And I don't want to cheapen the product. That sounds so douchey when I say no, it. No, that's like, a legit thing. No, but if I, I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. And that's what I love about um, like the off-season behind the hour we're doing so we're working on a free agency episode right now and again like Berkey is like just opened his doors been like yeah you want to sit in this call it's like yes yes I do yeah, I like I, I do that yeah. I, yeah like it's, it's so we're awesome. still gonna get something absolutely yeah. yeah the access has never changed and I, I I really I'm always worried and I'm very cagey if I'm being <laughs> honest talking about 
the lack of continuation of behind the hour because I'm I'm very worried that people are going to perceive it as football ops is saying no or OSEG is saying right. no, and that's simply not the case. It's Josh saying no. C- kind of yeah. honestly, like yeah. if honestly if. No, well, no. If, if Adrian was like, "You're doing behind the R," I'm not saying no. Like, right. yeah, no. my boss. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to say no to him. But I would be. I would be bummed about certain aspects of it. Right. Um, no, we we want to produce the best stuff for the team, and I th- I think we did something special, mm-hmm. which is the most I'll say about it. Yeah. And uh, I want to do something more special. So these will be more like segments, like five minute drops here and there yeah. about free agency, or yeah. so we've toyed with like uh, calling them behind the R shorts. Okay. But now there's like. Uh, in what are the, was it YouTube shorts? Oh yeah, and they're literally like a minute, so they're actually short. Yeah, these are like five minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're I'm, I'm currently I was filming this morning for for free agency, right? And again, it's like it's awesome. It's doors open, like I have full access to everything and everyone, and it's it's been amazing. And they're man, I mean, we talked. You can go on Twitter right now and see what the rumors are. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting, and there's been a lot of movement so far, and. You know, by the time no, not by the time this airs. <laughs> Shh. No, I can't say anything. Shit. Okay. Eventually a video is gonna come out that's really cool. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> that's all I can say. But like uh no, for like some of key key signings and key uh initial conversations with players who were going after and stuff like that. It's yeah. like I was sitting two feet away from Berkey filming it. Like right. so that's really exciting. Trying to do something really different. What am I gonna say? <laughs> As I'm talking, I love this. You're like, uh, what can I give them? What can I not give them? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Pre, mm, no, I'll keep that one to myself. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep that one to myself. There are certain <laughs> things. There are certain things I've figured out. We've figured out. Yeah, that we can do. That is going to be different and special. That no other teams have really capitalized on. And so that's going to happen this year. That's to me just as exciting as behind the hour. If I'm being honest. Okay. Um, but. The 10th anniversary content. Yeah. And just... Does that be the biggest thing you do this season? The focus on the 10th anniversary? Uh, Unless we make a playoff run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And honestly, it's stuff in a good way that, like, keeps me up at night. Right. Like, my brain is just firing on all cylinders for, like, what we have planned. Right. Oh. Oh. What am I going to do with it? How can I shape it up? How can I craft it? Yeah, Yeah, like, just... And like you said, it keeps you up at night, but not in, like, a... I'm so terrified of reading no, it. It's like, no, I can't no, wait to no. get my hands like, on this. And the ideas, like the meetings I've sat in and the things that like our partnerships team is working with and our, our marketing team is working with, like I this year's gonna be really special. And honestly, like I'm not talking shit. Like I don't I do have a dog in this race. But <laughs> this is the most excited I've been for a season. And it's tough to say that coming off of a four win season. Yeah. It's like, are you high? And it's like, no. <laughs> I I just have the distinct advantage of seeing what's going on behind closed doors yeah. and what we have planned for like our game day experiences and you know just yeah. Well, let me jump ahead then and and t- we'll talk a little football before we wrap yeah. up some some real stuff. Uh before we get to the good things, the things that are going to have fans excited, I do want to ask you about one that's a bit of a bummer and I saw it on Sunday night. I yep. know you probably knew long before that uh that Nate Bahar has been released by um by the Red Blacks yeah. and very popular in the market. I know he's a very popular teammate in the locker room. Deservedly so. Yeah, great guy. Uh, honestly, I hope I'm not overstating it. I, I doubt he'd correct me, but I would say a friend of the show, like he's been in here mm-hmm. a couple of times and um, what he does in the community. We always all think back to the the tirade 
after uh, out in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, that's a huge loss. And you know him better than I do. Yeah. And look, the football business is rough. This yeah. this stuff happens. So I, I'm just curious, you know, your kind of first blush, your take on, you know, what kind of guy he is and, and what happens now. Like, no, none of us know, is he going to retire? Is he going to nope. move on in free agency? But I'm curious, you know, what that moment was for you when you saw that he wasn't going to be back. I was really bummed, yeah. like, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I consider Nate a friend. Right. Uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording. Like, I I worked with Nate before he was with the Red Blacks. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we, we have a, a really good relationship. Um, it's one of those things that I think, you know, you, you said the football business is a rough business. I think it is one of those moments where you're like, oh, yeah, this is a business. Right. And, like, you just don't know what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. and you just go okay i guess that's a thing like and it's just there's nothing you can obviously do about it and you you want to see your friends succeed and have a good life and have job security and that kind of stuff and then just stuff like this happens and you realize like oh yeah it's not that simple it's not that cut and dry and like you have absolutely no control over what happens nor do they in some cases Clearly um, at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it caught me off guard um, for sure. But, you know, it's, I guess it's just sports. Like I think of it's, it sounds dumb, like to equate it to a movie, but have you watched Moneyball? Yeah. Okay. So there's a scene. I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think that's the last movie I ever saw in a theater. So that's what. Okay. We can talk about that Yeah, later. that's That's got to be 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we need to. Okay, we Matt, talk. time to leave your condo, yeah, buddy. Like, we, can, we can talk about that after. Yeah. Um, you didn't see Top Gun in theater. Okay, no. sorry. I'm sorry. Like I just, <laughs> I know I'm trying to I'm wrap my head around here. This. Yeah. Um, no. So uh, there's a scene where uh, Jonah Hill's character has to cut a player, and yeah, he's like super nervous to do it, and he like has this whole speech prepared, and then he does it, and it's very cut and dry, and the player just goes, okay. And gets up and leaves because that's the business. He gets it. And I think there's like, it's very easy to give personal feelings about things and be emotional about it. Like I'm talking for myself here. And uh, at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, Nate Bahar is a professional football player Mm -hmm. and he's probably like, okay. Next chapter. Yeah. On to the next. And whatever that is, like he'll be successful because he's Nate Bahar. Right. And he's a fucking, he's a savage. Like he'll, he'll do whatever he needs to do to succeed and he'll be successful. Um, so it it was a, it was a bummer on a personal level, on a business level. It's just like, okay, this is a professional football team. This is what we do. And then, you know, on the flip side of things is you have the announcements that are coming out right now. And the rumors that are out right now as, as we're speaking and you see like, oh yeah, like that's, the trickle down effect of these business decisions that might suck, but they're for a reason. It allows you to do, you know this what I mean? And, and it's like, and, and that's why I don't work in football operations. Right. I film the people who <laughs> are doing I'm the football. I'm too personally attached. I get that totally, man. Uh, and and we can look at that. It's it's been um, as you and I sit here today. It's been an interesting Monday. The Red Blacks have, uh, have re-upped Hardy. Yeah, uh, they're Huge. bringing in Pickett, which is enormous, right? Like uh, a guy who who can really help on the defensive side of things. We've seen Drew Brown be brought in allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly, allegedly. That one's having to be used a lot. Allegedly, all over the place. Uh, Saying it's just on three down nation. 
Everyone calm down. Yeah, okay, okay. Wait, wait till you hear from the team. You know what? You do what you got to do, I do what I got to do. <laughs> <I gotta, yeah. laughs> um, yeah, what was... Uh, now you've thrown me all off. But pick it would be great. No, uh, Allegedly, yeah. Uh, no, have we... I'm trying to think of who we've announced today. We announced Damon Webb, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. So and yeah. Hardy's been brought back. Hardy, Webb, uh, Dom Rimes. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, that one's incredible, right? Like, and you start so to look great. at the the offensive, um, you know, you now have four guys who have thousand yard seasons under their belts that are going to be part of your receiving core. Drew Brown, is Devontae be, Williams back. It's going to be incredible, man. Yeah. And and the battle now, like Dustin Crum, I think towards the end of the season, you could see that guy getting his feet underneath him. Yeah. And now, look, I think it's good for a team to have some push, right? I think a lot of people are high on Drew Brown and know that now those guys will push each other and yep. and battle for that spot. Man, it's been a really, there is a new offensive coordinator uh, as well. So yep. look, there's been a lot of change this year. Mm-hmm. I think almost overwhelmingly as a fan, I'd, you'd say it's positive. You're pretty happy with how it's going. Absolutely. Um, where are you at with it? And, and what does it mean for you as these signings are happening, these announcements are happening? I, I know, you know, obviously you work there, but you're also, for obvious reasons, a fan of the guys, a yeah. fan of the team. Like, what's your outlook on it right now? And, and when these moves happen, what does, how does that, uh, you know, activate you? What are you expected to do in those moments or on those days? Great question. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'll answer first, like, how do I, I yeah. feel like, and, and I, not to be redundant, um, which I have a tendency to be. Uh, I'm very excited. Right. I, and, and like I was saying, and I, I really mean it sincerely, this is the happiest I've, I've been, period, mm-hmm. uh, at, at my time with the Red Blacks, or OSEG for that matter, um, and the most excited I've been for a season. And that's saying something, because I think of that first season with Masoli and Acklin, yeah. and it was like, we're winning the fucking break up. <laughs> and I really believe that. Yeah. And, and had any of us had the ability to read the future. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And... and I'm just, I'm so excited. And I think it's good. I mean, I know this is why we're doing it, but, you know, it it appeals to a lot of people who are online constantly being like, we want to see change. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't, nothing's going to change with all of the same people and all, like, you you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I get that. I completely understand that. Obviously, it's not as easy as just snapping I'm a Blue Jays guy. I'm not impressed with my offseason thus far. Yes. I needed more change as a terminally online Exactly. And so I I would take a look at the moves that Sean and Adrian and co. are making, and it's like, how how can you honestly, honestly, and objectively take a step back and be like, they're not trying to better this team? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, you know, again, it's easy to be negative. It's easy to be like, oh, fucking Red Blacks, and they're just going to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look at what we're doing. Yeah. Like, we are making changes that are affecting people. Like And and aggressively. Like, I look at the Drew Brown move. Did not wait for that guy to become a free not agent and hope. Just all. go get it. If that's your yeah. guy, just go get him. Yeah. And and they did it. Like yeah. And, and I, I think it's it's a testament to everyone's desire to succeed at this team. And and I, I get it. It's easy. You look at the past two seasons and you're like, I don't know. It's hard to buy in. Mm-hmm. But you just look at the changes we're making and how invested everyone is. And, you know, this is a... This is a big year for us in so many ways. And just to see the moves we're making yeah. and the moves we continue to make and, you know, may or may not get announced tomorrow um, <laughs> or by the time you're listening to this, yeah. uh, it's it really is a testament to any everyone's 
uh, desire to succeed right. and, and bring a Grey Cup back to Ottawa. And so I'm, you know, I I'm very privileged in the sense that I get to be in the office, right? And I get to see Sean talking a bit to of these a full guys. Year, right? Oh man, <laughs> it's it's my favorite place to be. I love being a fly on the wall for these kind of conversations because sure. it's so genuine. Like, because you see everyone at their happiest and yeah. you see everyone at their lowest. Man, the trust that goes into letting you do that. It's fucking wild, right? (laughs) Like, that, I don't know, Sean's talking to God knows who, and it falls through. And it's just expected, well, he's not going to tweet about it. He's not going to put that in a video. Like, just, I trust this guy to understand what's good for our organization and our team and our... Well, and I mean, like, so, for example, like, we're working on, I was telling you, like, we're doing a teaser that's going to drop tomorrow. Well, by the time people are listening to this, it'll have come out. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's done, and it's going to be in Sean's hands by the time I get home. Right. And he'll take a look at it and be like, okay, this yep. is okay, and that's it. And, right. like, that's the relationship we had. And I think, I don't know, there there is a massive amount of trust, but at sure. the same time, it's like, A, dream job. Yeah. This is literally my dream job. If I burn I've, Sean tomorrow, well, I'm probably have, not going to have my dream job. I have four kids to take care of. Four yeah. kids and yeah. a dog to take care of. And I, I would never sacrifice that for anything. 100%. So it's like, it, I think there's a mutual understanding that like, yeah. But it's it's your job to find that line. To give the fans as much as I possibly can. Yeah, and I've, I've definitely burning. pushed it. Like there yeah. there are things um, there are things that I've included in in edits of behind the R that I know are pushing it right. that I, I expect to kind of get pulled. Right. And there's stuff, there's stuff we filmed in the last week that I'm like, shit, that's a really good soundbite that fans would just jump all over like yeah. in a good way. Yeah. But just, it exposes too much information. Right. And we just can't do it. So, but I think I'm going to give it a shot and I'll let someone else flag it. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah. It, but I think overall, like I don't, it's the same as getting it on the CFL where it's like, this is the best time. Yeah. Honestly, this is the best time to become a Red Blacks fan. You want to change, you're getting change. You right. want a good players, right. you're getting great fucking players. Yeah. You wanted a better game day experience or a better experience overall. Man, it's our 10th anniversary. We're pulling out all the stops. It's going to be the best and that's fucking wild, eh? year. Like to, it's hard to ask for a better game day experience. Like That's the oh, one thing man. that keeps pulling people back, right? Yeah. While the team's been bad, it's like, well, it's still a good Saturday you afternoon or a good Friday You can't go to a game and not have a good time. No, it's true. Uh, last thing for you then before we wrap it, because I've, yes. I've kept you way longer than, uh, no, than I expected. No, no, we're good. I got like half a beer left. All right, so well, a, all right, we got some time. Question. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, it's Super Bowl week. Mm. I know you're a football guy. What's this I want ma- Taylor Swift to win. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what is your question? A lot, of, a lot of people want her to lose somehow. No. Uh, this has become a weird thing on Twitter. I'm curious, though. 49ers, Chiefs, this do anything for you? Does that turn your crank at all as a football fan? So I'm a, I'm a football fan. Yeah. Um. I I'm not ride or die for any one team necessarily. Right. right. Um. I'm sorry. You didn't say ride or die, did you? No, ride or die. Yeah. Yeah. Saskatchewan. No. Oh. No. No good. Mm. No good. Mm. I'm sorry. I've thrown him off track for dad nothing. Joke, but Just I, that's I, a I terrible, it. terrible no, 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 dad hey, joke. <laughs> you, you shot your shot. I really did, and it I like bombed it. terribly. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I. Uh, I bought a really nice Chiefs hoodie good, this good. year. Okay. And I would really like to be able to wear it more. Yeah. So if the Chiefs won, that would be great. Yeah. Um, 49ers, if, Chiefs. So on, honestly, honestly, if the same Chiefs show up that showed up last week, the Chiefs got it. Yeah. Just because the, the 49ers seem to drop. I mean, based on the last two first games, you know, they come out of the second half, guns blazing. But like, you can't do that with Kansas City. 
Like if Kansas City gets a two plus score lead on you in the first mm-hmm. half, they're not giving that especially because they're riding their D right. Like yep. you can't let them get out in front of you. No, it, it's impossible to recover from the way they have in the past two games. And I mean, testament to their team, like sure. they were able to. But I, I also think there's you know the argument. Well, it's like okay, well, who were they playing? And like, yeah. did they give those points up? Did they get too confident too early? Right. Um. Packers were great this year, though. So yep. are the Lions. Is that um, your team? Oh, you said you're not really right well, no, for so, anybody, but yeah. I am, but I also have a life-size Aaron Rodgers in my living room. So it's like <laughs> in a Packers uniform, no less. So of course, like, yeah. Hey, they didn't a... have time to print out the Jets one. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I wish. Um, no, so I like. I, I am a Packers fan. I was also, I'm always a, an underdog fan. Yeah. Which makes sense, given my job. Um, <laughs> but no, I, uh, I really... I was hoping the Packers would have a good showing, and I think Jordan Love had a great showing. Yeah. And I'm so so happy for Detroit and the Lions fans because I think yeah, that was weird watching season. them have playoff success. Was that awesome. was uncomfortable. So <laughs> awesome. MCDC is just such a character. Yeah. It's like cool. Um, but yeah, I I gotta take Kansas. Yeah, I gotta. That, it, it's just until they show you that they're not gonna do it, yeah. you have to assume they're gonna do it because they've just got that experience now, right? They're not quite what the Patriots were at one point or whatever, but they might get there yet. But it, it's They're just close. sort of like they are getting there. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is close. And, you know, I, we talked to uh, our mutual friend there, Lever Sage, on the podcast last week, and and it was, it was like that with the Ravens and the Chiefs. The Ravens yeah. are that team that you're going to have to show me. Yep. And it's almost the opposite with the Chiefs. You're going to have to show me that you can't do it or that you won't. And when those two things run into each other, this is a big moment for both of these franchises. And the Chiefs did what they do and the Ravens did what they do. And yeah. here we are again, right? It's Yeah. No, it's, it's tough because, like, I, I think the Chiefs are one of the few teams in the league where if you're down by 10 points with a minute 53 left in the game, people are like, I don't know. They might come back and win this. And you're like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Patrick fucking Mahomes. Like he's probably going to find a way to come and he, yeah. he will. Yeah. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's why they're so good. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. If, do you have him getting close to that level? Like you said a minute ago, they're getting closer to what the Patriots yeah, were. Honestly, if anyone's going to do it, it's them. Yeah. I, I don't see another franchise active right now. No, who's gonna come close? Because you, how old is uh, Travis Kelsey? Thirty, sure. Like younger than me by significant margin. <laughs> That's how I judge all athletes at this. Like point. he's, but he's been relatively healthy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could keep marching. He could, he could keep going. And the way they play QBs now, like Mahomes has a chance to stay healthier than Brady did because Brady took more hits. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I honestly think if if there's another dynasty, um. It's them. I would say so. I mean, as you said, they've already sort of set the base for it, right? Like, yeah. What did uh, What did Brady end up with? Six. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. same coaching staff too. Yeah. Like Chiefs have had yeah. consistency in that regard as well. It's like, yeah, I, I don't. They have that formula that seems to be working. Like as far as buzz goes for you, you know, in terms of hype for a Super Bowl. How's this one stacking? Like, are you pumped for the game, or is this just? I always watch the Super Bowl, so I'll watch it. Like, where's uh, this one stacking for you? I big Tay Tay fan, any of that? That you know, my my daughter, I have three daughters. My daughters are huge Taylor Swift fans, (laughs) and it's funny. This has been a I don't think you'll see it in behind the art. Taylor Swift has been a large topic of conversation in the office lately, really. Yeah, on both sides, on the football ops side, and on okay. uh, on the the marketing side of things, on arguments of you know if it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing, mm. or whatever. Where does Joshua Connor land? 
I think it's a great thing. It's a great thing. I think it's a great Fred thing. Fred Gadelli, right? He's produced like 15 Super Bowls. He was on like, he goes, I'm producing this one. It's probably my last one. This is a gift from God. Oh, yeah. It's, it'll be the Swift most. Part of the story. It will be the most watched Super Bowl mm-hmm. ever. And like, I, I always say like, so my oldest daughter uh, likes football, will hang out with me and just watch sure. the Super Bowl like no big deal. My second youngest daughter is not a football fan. Couldn't give a fuck. Right. Which is fine. Sure. Um, huge Taylor Swift fan. Right. The, the the back half of the season will like pop in and be like, where's Travis Kelsey? <laughs> and it's like, ah, it's A7. He's right there. She's well, that championship game on so they became the most watched that's the AFC championship. And look, those extra one, I, I think it was 58 million or something watched it. <laughs> That extra one million people that got that record, yeah, those are Tay Tay fans yeah. checking in just to see how Kelsey's doing, right? Just hundred percent. That's part of the story now, and I don't understand why people are so worked up. It, it makes absolutely no. It's just the old whites. Let's be honest. He was on. It's, it was it's sure. all it is. It's just the sure. old whites. Yeah. It's just like if they said it was forty-seven seconds of the two, uh, the two-hour or the three-hour broadcast. Yeah. That's enough to get you fired up. 47 seconds of Taylor Swift yeah. reacting. Man, you... It's the same people who are angry on Twitter every day. Why aren't it's they just... angry that Eminem was such a big part of the Lions oh, broadcast? There's I was, something... I think I know why, I think I know why. Mystery solved. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I love... I don't know. Getting to, to watch it first, like the, the Taylor Swift effect, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Uh, watch it firsthand. With one of my daughters who sure. doesn't care about sports, 100%. who suddenly cares about sports, and like uh, slightly off topic, but like I was talking about this in the office today. Like uh, sh- this weekend, she's like, "I want to play guitar." I'm like, "Okay, nice. random." She's like, "I want a guitar like yours." And I was in our living room trying to play acoustic guitar. And my fucked up hand isn't really <laughs> letting me play guitar that much. I'm trying, and she's like, "I want a guitar like that." Taylor Swift plays guitar like that. I want to learn how to play guitar. That's so awesome. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, here, here you go. Like yeah, you can mess around with it, whatever. Yeah. She played guitar the rest of the entire weekend. And it's like, yeah, I really want a guitar. And it's just because of Taylor Swift. Right. And like, that's where. And I got to be honest. I grew up in the country. I, I like Taylor's early. I'm a cute girl with a guitar. Phase yeah. More than her pop stuff. Like that's just my musical I liked, tastes. I like uh, 1989. Yeah. Solid. Um, yeah. I Folklore. Man, that might be a flawless album. So the big, the big song, right? That that I always loved, or my favorite Taylor song, and it turned out it was a lot of people's, was all too well. But the original version, she played with guitar, and then later on, she comes out with the ten minute version, which had been rumored to be a thing okay. for years. But when she re-recorded it and did the ten minute version, it was poppier, right? She wasn't yeah. playing the, and I still like the song, but I'm like. Oh, I wish he'd have sat down with the guitar again and done it, right? Like that would that would have been awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. But those are just my tastes. Like I For I, sure. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I, I don't dislike her music no. either. I'm just not really a pop guy. But I got a, a little guy in my life, he's eight years old. And for whatever reason, he's a big Taylor Swift fan. Like yeah. that's just his thing. And and I was over at their place a couple of months ago and it was getting close to bedtime, so he said goodbye to me and went up and his parents told him, take a shower before you go to bed. And we were having a conversation, me and his parents, and they were like, just stop for a second. Just wait, just wait. <laughs> and then you could hear the Google speaker start up while he was in the shower. Yep. And it was Taylor Swift songs coming. Yeah. So I come back after Christmas and I visit with them there uh, somewhere around Christmas, just before, just after. And his parents watch football all the time. They don't have a big rooting interest, but it's on on Sunday afternoons. Okay. He's all of a sudden 
a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, right? Got the Chiefs hat, go. got the Chiefs ball. Like he's, and I'm like, why'd you choose the Chiefs? He's like, well, I just thought they were a good team. And his mom's like, tell him why you really chose the Chiefs. He's like, mom. <laughs> but that's awesome. And if you're the if you're the NFL, who was already a monster, yeah, why wouldn't you wrap why your arms you? around this? Because if, if you don't, someone else, uh huh. And like, you want to keep your advertisers happy. You want to keep your networks happy. Like, it's just business. Yeah. It's just business. And like the fact that one woman has changed the production of a television show yeah. that has never changed <laughs> because it's better for them. You're right. talking about the most watched sports program- programming in North America. Yeah. And they've changed it for one person. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit what any old white thinks. <laughs> Sorry about it. Like, this is working. You and I are treading into that area. Eh? Yeah. We're, we're becoming old whites. No. <laughs> yeah. Well can't be an old white. I'm pretty old and I'm pretty white. So I am getting I'm going to get there. I'm getting more crotchety <laughs> as I get older. Yeah. But I haven't. I haven't <laughs> Not gotten quite to that level. I haven't hit angry on Twitter old white <laughs> stage yet. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like on Tuesday we're going to have uh, some content. We're going to have some news. Is it Monday? For, yeah. It is, yeah. It's you and I sit here. It's Monday. Uh, for the good listener, it's Tuesday. So If it's Tuesday, it might be a really good day if you're a Red Blacks fan. That's... Maybe a really, really good day if you're a oh, Red Blacks man, fan. I'm enjoying this. Okay. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you coming in, man. This was really fun for me. I, I love picking your brain on Dude. what you're up to and what you got going on. Thank I you love... for just letting me talk at you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I felt we've, like... we've covered the entire spectrum the first half today. of the show was just for you and I. Like, yeah, I don't know if... But if, I like that. Yeah, I do too, man. That's, your listeners are great. They'll just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, these guys are just catching up. I 100%. haven't seen you in a year. That's like, right. This is... And let's not let that happen again. Like, no. you got to do this a little more often. I know no. you're going to be pretty busy during the season. This so. is what we should do. We yeah. should do one right before training camp starts. Yeah. And we should do one right when, when the season ends. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, that is Joshua O'Connor. Anything else you want to shout out? Anything else you want to pimp? Anything else... Uh... <sighs> Places people can find you, anything like that? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not to whore myself first, um, but you can find me on Instagram at ArmsRaceBro. Do what you whore. Thank you. I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess that's it. Go follow the Red Blacks accounts. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's probably it. Go train at Auto Academy Martial Arts. We should bring you out. You should come train. I will come visit. <laughs> we'll see about the training part. We'll, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Yeah. You might like it. I No I, pressure. You don't have to fight anybody. You just roll around. It just doesn't feel like I'm going to love getting punched in the face. Like no, that, I'm, saying, I'm saying don't <laughs> get punched in the face. Come do jujitsu. Oh, man. I wish more fighters understood that strategy. Dude, just come. Don't, don't get punched in the face. I mean, it's a good strategy. <laughs> it really is. Just come do jujitsu. Okay. If you want, you can think about it. You I am intrigued. I'm intrigued by the idea. Think about it. I, honestly. Strap a little lapel mic on me while we're doing it. It'll be a great oh episode of the God. podcast. That would actually be really. They can talk, they can hear me go that. to sleep. Honestly, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, go come train at Auto Academy of Martial Arts, and uh, yeah, Red Blacks fans, yeah, just ha- hang in there. This year's gonna be a doozy. Ten tenth year anniversary. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the stuff we have planned, like I can't even allude to any of it, or I will for sure get fired. But <laughs> man, we have some great things planned, and I am I. Again, I'll be redundant. Yeah. Um, this is the most excited I've been for a season. I'm so happy and so excited with the direction this team is taking and the things we have planned for people. I think it is the fan service that everyone has been wanting and asking for, and you're getting it. Right. And it's going to be 
a fucking awesome season. Okay. And thank you for having me. No, man, this was incredible. I'm glad you came. Glad you brought the energy. I'm glad you were willing to have a pint this time. Fuck we're, yeah. We're weaning you off the energy drinks. I don't know if weaning you onto the beer is a better step, but we're glad you did it. This is uh, like a third of the beer I've had tonight is a third of the beer I've had uh, in the last month. <laughs> I'm basically He's doing drunk. good things. He's I'm basically drunk and I need to be in the gym tomorrow morning <laughs> and my coach is going to hate me, but it's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Well, as long as he doesn't punch you in the face, that's... Uh... He might. I don't know. <laughs> no, kidding, 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 course, kidding. Yes. Uh, that's where we will wrap this one up, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. This was fun. You, I, had, I had a blast. Um, we'll, uh, we will post... First of all, we're going to put a bunch of stuff in the, in the show notes. We'll, we'll put uh, Joshua's social media links, but that video that I referenced off the top, that you posted at the end of last season. I think I think people should take a look at it. If they missed it on their own, just shouting out the people across the league. Yeah, go and, follow and, those people. Yeah, honestly. And I, I think it's a good chance to give that a little boost as well. So We need uh, more people like the people I talked about. Right. And, like uh, those those are the people who are making the and league popular. And help them out. Popular. Give yes. them a retweet. Give them a follow. Please. Give them a like. Like They're all so talented. Some of the most... Ta- and I, I, I'm not trying to fuck up your ending. Yeah. Some of the most talented people I have worked with have been people I've met through the CFL. And I mean that sincerely. And like you have like Colin Wuda, for example, if we're going to out one person. Sure. Colin Wuda is doing a series for McMaster following one of their athletic teams. Nice. It's, uh, I mean, if you like behind the R, yeah. watch his series. Like it's outstanding. Like you're talking top notch director of photography work. Like he is. These are people putting out professional level shit dude. and not getting professional level promotion. No. So it, if well, you I mean, can... no, he, he is. If I'm hiring a cinematographer, I'm calling him. Right. Like, straight up. Like, him, the whole Media That Matters crew down in, in the GTA, in the yep. Hamilton area, mm-hmm. they're so talented. They did all the commercials for uh, uh, for the CFL this, this year. Again, like, so much good shit is happening in the CFL. Mm-hmm. If you're going to watch that video, please go follow all those accounts and support those people because they're busting their ass to make the CFL a better product, and they're doing a great job. We will put the link to that video in the show notes at tallcanaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now. And it will open up on Twitter. You just click play and and you'll see Joshua blitz you with names of people. See my dumb face. I'm so sorry. (laughs) uh, Listing a bunch of super talented people. So uh, we'll make sure that's out there as well. Man, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. Let's uh, wrap it up here before... uh, you know, we end up down some other crazy tirade about <laughs> Rage Against the Machine or something. Or uh, angry Twitter followers. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. That we'll do that off the mic. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we'll wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. For Joshua O'Connor, uh, I'm bad at this, man. For Joshua O'Connor, my name's Matt Robinson. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> the hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy? <laughs>